silver boulder saved my life. wonderful world of us we're back everybody say that i have it written down i was like somebody has to say that or i'm i was ready you guys welcome to season two of the upload sisters podcast real sisters real podcast not really what naked (laughs) somewhat unclothed if we're being honest here maybe not on the camera you don't know you don't know what we look like from the waist down you don't even know if i have legs you don't know what i could be doing right now anyway starting that (laughs) on a really weird note you guys we're recapping sidekicks today oh man holy shit we're recapping sidekicks today and it's gonna be Siobhan is in pain over it I'm a little bit in pain honestly I'm just like I have a lot of feelings about this episode it's like it's one of my least favorite episodes I loathe you for that Siobhan me too because I think this is a great one I agree I think that this episode would be so much better if it weren't for two people if it were not for two people in particular, this episode would be just fantastic. Like, I like every other aspect besides Nat and Rosalina. I want to ask you to elaborate on that, but I feel like we're just going to elaborate it more as we go on. We are. So I'm just going to not naturally elaborate on it. Bitch, I have my elaboration in my notes. We will get to it. I'm very glad. I prepared, I have prepared a special treat for this occasion. quite literally so all fucking day before recording i was like i'm gonna make a motherfucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i'm gonna cut it into bites and i'm gonna bring it to recording and i started half of a peanut butter sandwich and then realized we didn't have any jelly so it's not jelly it's banana and honey instead but i have a sandwich cut into little bite-sized pieces cut up the bananas put it in a Put it in, cut up the bananas, put, put it in, in, in a, a bread sandwich, loaf, put it in a sandwich, and eat with a fork, eat with a fork. Let's so go. I have, I have this prepared. I also have this glass of milk because I have to stay on brand. And so <laughs> I will be eating a selection of sandwich with a fork at some Excellent. point. Excellent. selection of sandwich. A selection of del- <laughs> our sandwich of the day, our chef's choice catch of the day so should we should we crack into this this synopsis ladies let's crack into it three podcast hosts wrote synopses for this episode but it's my turn uh yeah it's natalie's turn it is natalie's turn i invented smelling felted pens first so it's my turn this is a form of copycat yes okay so here's my synopsis you were born you had a different synopsis and then Mary wrote a synopsis and then Natalie was like oh my god Mary's so hot I better go get plastic surgery that's exactly what I said here we go without further ado 
In this premiere season return of the Naked Brothers Band, the band finds themselves psyched for their upcoming summer tour, with the only thing standing in their way being the end of the year school dances. The guys plan for their middle school masquerade party that doubles as their tour kickoff event, while Rosalina finds herself caught in between the party and her high school prom. Between Nat and Rosalina's tension as wannabe prom dates, David and Thomas cooking up a juicy prank, Kasim being an absolute thought, Alex trying to maintain two imaginary romantic relationships, Cooper planning a smooth tour kickoff, Jesse doing hot girl bimbo shit, their new director literally just vibing, and Patrice being the bully that she is, this episode will take you on a wild journey that will leave you with I don't want to go to school's tasty blues riffs stuck in your goddamn head. Nice. Excellent. That was, that was really good. good. And here we go, everybody. This is Sidekicks. So, we, we Welcome kick it back off. to the wonderful world of us. <laughs> world and of here us. we are. So we start off with the scene of like Nat and Alex and it's supposed to be like at the end of the tour or like the end of the season actually and they're like, oh my god, do you remember like all the way back then? And then we like play the whole tone Three scale and end up in a different time. <laughs> Remember all the girl troubles you had with the adorable Timmerman brother? Oh, yeah, because the adorable Timmerman. <laughs> I love Wait, this. Don't spoil the past. We can't. Are you guys I ready? Love it. That, was, that was a really good moment, honestly. The whole, your girl troubles with the adorable Timmerman. <laughs> Roll intro music, and then we're back to Nat and Alex, and they're it's like, the same Wait. Fucking thing. <laughs> Wait. They're like, Wait, we didn't go back in time. It's your fault. You gotta believe, you gotta believe, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. Oh my god. And then after that, it like. Honestly, I feel so passive. And it lasts for so fucking long. Like, it's like a full 30 seconds of this going on on the screen of just wobbling. I can feel it, Nat. It's so uncomfortable. Very. And then we go on. And we get to hear, yeah, we get to fucking hear. I don't want to go to school. It's the background music for the first time. Oh my god, it's the best song. When I was when I was writing my notes and I heard it, I was like, I'm nine years old again. I'm in the fourth grade. Yep, basically. Yeah, it was like passive. It was it was an immersive journey. I was feeling very passive. It was an immersive journey. Also, like the first, I absolutely lost it at this we can put up a picture like right here here when we like we will fix it in post um of alex standing there with this ugly fucking mask on (laughs) made me lose my shit (laughs) so funny for no reason oh my god and the fact that he's just using his normal alex voice i don't know why It was so funny. Oh yeah, see if I can find it. I found yeah. the costume. There's there's some like mad Alex Wolf raspberries in this episode. They're just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Martyr? You don't even know how many teeth a whale has. You don't. I think that's so and then you don't know what triglycerides are. <laughs> I don't know who writes Archie comics. I don't, but I also don't know who writes Riverdale, which is Because they should just they should be sued for defamation of just literally the character of Archie. Here's to Ronnie and Archie and Betty and Jughead. 
Oh my god. Ugh, let's not talk about Riverdale. Eh. Look, yeah, this is this is a, a literally anything but Riverdale podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> True. And, and then they finally find the Batman costume after looking, and it's just a little baby onesie. Here it is. <laughs> it's all yours, bro. You found it. Good job. Okay, but let's be honest. Okay, so Siobhan and I had this fucking Minnie Mouse dress when we were growing up. It was like like a a dress. Two and four. Yeah, we were so fucking little, and we would fight over the fucking Minnie Mouse dress (laughs) every fucking day until like Siobhan got so big that for her it was like a shirt, but for me it was still a dress, and we would still fucking fight over the Minnie Mouse shirt dress. It's because you two are just Nat and Alex. Mini home video that we made. (laughs) Stop right there. (laughs) Is that what you were thinking of? I rebuked this in the name of the Lord. (laughs) We made a lot of home videos, and there's one. No, no, just let me. Let me. No, no, I I will. I will I will kick you out of the Zoom meeting. I will say that Siobhan was Minnie and I was Mickey and it was definitely like <laughs> wild in. I laughed so hard I turned off my ring light. <laughs> it's wild in, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Batman costume. No, that's okay? not what we're talking about, bitch. So we're done with the Batman costume and then we get to go to band practice and see them playing Mystery Girl for just like a little bit. Mystery second. Girl is such a slap. Like, and it's, it's one of my so good. Ever. It's so good. Open up this motherfucking pit. One of the most underrated NBB songs. I was oh, so yeah. happy when I got to hear them play Mystery Girl live. Like, I was so happy. I was just watching live videos from that era today. I have just been like binging Nat and Alex Wolf videos on YouTube one after the other. Which one is your favorite? Oh God, I... Oh, there's like a bunch of re-uploaded archives of their like live videos during COVID and those just like make me want to just lay on the couch and watch we gotta, them. We gotta credit iPad for uploading all of those. She's on it, honestly. <laughs> just watching them all. Um, keep it clean. Anal. Anal. <laughs> that um, one's my favorite. But yeah, I fucking love mystery girl how like we take a turn away from pop into more like rock turning stuff and it's like yes it's like, so good it lights me on fire and this is where we meet wing i guess is because all of a sudden you hear a gong in the middle of the song <laughs> the wing i have this is like one of my first notes is that he reminds me of the dudes from help the beatles movie yeah there, there it is, it is. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah, very specifically. Because the Beatles were like, yeah, let's go see the Maharishi and then let's just like fucking culturally appropriate all the shit and then be insensitive in our movie and just like put it in stuff. And yeah, that's what Wing <laughs> reminds me of. You're right, though. And we were just talking about help earlier this week. Because I'm afraid of rings. I'm like afraid of rings and I'm like worried that I'm gonna get a ring stuck on my finger like Ringo did in Help. (laughs) It's so funny. That's a genuine fear. That's actually, I feel like that's a a better irrational fear than spiders. You can start categorizing me by that now. 
little, little bit afraid of spiders, a little bit afraid of snakes, a little bit afraid little of bit getting of, a ring stuck on your finger. Like Ringo and help. Oh my God. Uh, okay. So can't get married. So here's, um, here's Wing. He is the creative director of the Naked Brothers Band Summer Tour. I mean, he literally says, I'm here to make the tour mystical and magical. He literally says that. So, like, good for him. He's literally just vibing. We're just vibing. I mean, I'm saying it's a Beatles reference. Mm -hmm. And then Cooper's like, I don't really know what Wing does, but the record company hired him for some goddamn reason. And here we are. Alex is like, I speak his language. What's his language? Crazy people. Crazy people. (laughs) I also speak crazy people language. And so Wing wants dancing god rules. Dancing godles. Yeah, he wants dancing girls. So he gathers everyone to meditate so they can manifest some dancing girls. So they can manifest hot girls. (laughs) So they can manifest right here. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? I'm right here. (laughs) Hot girl shit. (laughs) Well, and then Jessie comes in. She's doing hot bimbo shit today. Okay. She walks in and she's like, oh, I didn't know it was nap time. I love her. I love how Cooper in this scene, he's meditating on his briefcase. I've always loved that. That's a fucking aesthetic. Like, I I never questioned it either. It's like, what else would he do? We should all meditate on our briefcases. I feel like I would be enlightened if I did that. Right. At least if just once, you know? Right. So dancing girls and Jesse comes in and Wing decides to put Jesse in like, I guess- I guess they're like planning their stage show for tours. What's happening? Yeah, here? for at least that number. And then, then Wings like we want. I want more Jesse. More Jessies. More, more Jesse. <laughs> so then, apparently, Jesse has sisters. Everyone has sisters. Everyone has sisters. And so they go into the fuzzy room. We get we get some fuzzy room footage, obviously. And um, Jesse brings her sisters Tessie and Bessie, right? And I love how she's like, "I'm Tessie." I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> this gave me like so like much mad different. like the Brady Bunch parody movie vibes. Just like yeah. <laughs> no, you aren't. <laughs> and they're like, dude, I didn't know you have sisters. And she's like, everyone has sisters. No, no, they and don't. And she's like, oh my god, that's right. You don't have sisters. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I you don't have a of, sister, and neither do you. I think that's kind of how we discovered Mary. We, she, because you don't have sisters, do you? Everyone has sisters, including Mary, at this point. Now I do. Now yeah. you have sisters. Yes. After the sisters, so the, si- the scissors, sisters, the scissors, sisters. Are- the thing that I'm trying to figure out um, is how and why Rosalina was able to go to prom in the first place. Because the next scene that we get to is Jesse like, well, what if Rosalina's going to the prom instead of the middle school party? And mm-hmm. Rosalina, right from the very beginning, says, I would rather go to the masquerade party. How was she able to go to the prom? Because, Natalie, this happened at our high school. You weren't allowed to go to prom unless you were a junior or senior, unless you were asked by a junior or senior. It depends on the school, I think. As a freshman? I don't know. I don't think it was a thing. No, I don't think so either. But I I mean, I guess the loophole is that the senior guy asks her eventually. Right, but we don't know that yet. 
But I guess it was just like the inevitable that Jesse was like, look, Rosalina's out here doing hot girl shit, so she's gonna ask get asked out by a senior dude. Well, yeah. Clearly. Who wouldn't want to go to the prom with Ali DeMeco? With a member of the Naked Brothers band? Like, hello. The dialogue. The dialogue for these scenes is so fucking Wattpad. It's unnecessary as fuck. Like, when I say that I hate sidekicks as an episode, what I'm specifically referring to is the fact that it's a really fun episode. The idea of going to the end of the school year party and, like, everybody has to be superheroes and they all end up being sidekicks and, like, Jesse has multiple sisters, but they turn out to be the Timmerman brothers and Kasim asks out a bunch of girls and like David and Thomas are playing pranks on people. It's an awesome episode, except for the Nat and Rosalina plot, because this is badly written. Number one. Number two is what you're full of. Number three, it's fucking horribly, horribly written. I I get so mad over this particular sequence just because. All right, we'll continue going through my notes. Um, over just like plot points and stuff like okay so how do they get from Rosalina telling Nat that she that she's not going to the prom to the point in which Rosalina's going to the prom after all she's going to the prom after all I mean so we get so they're they're sitting out on the steps Patrice walks up and she's like hi you to stand over here. I don't want to be seen talking to middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. Rosalina, do you see that Wade Kilgallen is coming over here? He's going to ask me to the prom because I'm the most popular girl in the senior class. And then he's like, doesn't know Rosalina literally at all. And then he asks her to the prom. And then she's like, uh, I don't know if I want to go. And then he like straight up insults her and is like, what do you mean? Every girl wants to go to prom. It's their dream. And then Nat is like, oh, you know, like, you might as well go. Yeah, like, you should go. Like, da, da, da. And, and, the, and Patrice is like, well, why don't you want to go with me? I'm the most popular girl in the freshman class. And none of it makes sense. None of this dialogue makes sense to And then even Cooper is like, Nat, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's just, none of it makes sense. The self-deprecatingness on Nat's part doesn't make sense. <laughs> Reese being like, I deserve to be asked over you because I'm more popular than you. Just because you're in a band, you don't think that Rosalina might have a little bit more social capital in that case? Same with, like, Cooper and Nat, because they're in a famous band? Mm-hmm. Uh, who the fuck who is popular in school goes around parading that they're popular? Mean girls don't talk like this. This is just, it's fucking weird. Yeah, the whole Patrice pl- plotline was always so strange to me. It didn't seem like she had any friends, but she insisted she was the most popular. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your guys' thoughts before I go off about this. Okay. Well, um, I just want to point out that I literally wrote in my notes, Nat being self-deprecating is so relatable. So this is what it's like to have anxiety. Where did those posters go? Whose job was it? Another Nickelodeon intern's job was to print those posters of Patrice. For the long-distance music video starring me! Starring Patrice Johnson. Where did those posters go? Can I have one? We need to know! I would take one. How much did it cost to print those? I have many questions. They went to, like, Office Depot. (laughs) Honestly? Well, I think before we even just, like, get to the whole, like, at-the-school thing with, you know, Patrice and everything, I just think it's so precious that like 
they're the biggest fucking band in the world and they're like getting ready to go on another like a tour and like have a new record and like all this bullshit and then their biggest concern is the middle school dance like I think I think it's so darling and I like I think that's what's really charismatic about the Naked Brothers band is that it's like a show about a band but that's not what most of the plot is actually about right but they're still kids it's it's like relatable to kids because it's the like things that are happening to us other than the famous band part you know right. and so that's what just makes it so cute. they gotta keep it relatable in some way you know yeah they I, are well I, I mean, think like, I think that NBB does does a better job than this than a lot of tv shows do amen I think so um, and like even Alex talked about on his podcast with Rosie about how like yeah he was on a TV show and there would be people, you know like kids waiting outside of school for him. He was still bullied a fuckload at school for having been on the TV show and he wasn't exactly popular at school because of it. Yeah, so it's like I wonder what real life parallels are going on here. Yeah, okay, but also this is this is a call to anyone out there that bullied King Payman. Don't ever cross me because you would get what's coming to you. That's that's all I have to say. Rosie's like, yeah, I shaved all their heads. They're dead now. <laughs> yeah. One time, I was looking in the mirror, and this face that was me, but also <laughs> kind of not, not me, stared right back. And he was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Cut up the banana. Yeah. If you if you haven't looked at our Instagram recently, if you do that, there maybe are some memes that I made that I'm very proud of. Yeah, link in the bio because oh my god. <laughs> So, okay, the other thing about this is, like, Nat can suddenly talk to Rosalina again, like, the genie in a bottle. Like, he suddenly has that charisma after whatever maturing happened between season one and season two. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. (laughs) Yeah, suddenly he can talk. Well, I mean, it seems like he can't talk to Rosalina just based on the rest of this fucking episode. So are you- Well, it's, it's like he can, and then a bad thing happens, and he's like, Tie your dog, you were pushing her away. It's just like, never mind. Mm. So, okay, now back to Patrice. I think I, I definitely agree with you, Siobhan, in the in the regard that Patrice feels like a very car- caricaturized character. Yes. It's like, oh, we need a mean girl. What would a mean girl say? Something about being mean. Oh, we need a popular girl. What would a popular girl say? Something about being popular. You know, it's like the, they're like we we talk a lot about the writing of Rosalina and how we wish there was more but truthfully like there needed to be more writing for Patrice and her backstory and like what the fuck was going on there I completely agree true so here's the problem like the part that I really want to discuss uh what I think is going on here between like the different types of women on the Naked Brothers band in general and this is why I primarily hate sidekicks because the laziness of this concept is what contributes to the bad writing of this episode. And this is why it pisses me off so much. I mean, like, Sidekicks is not my least favorite episode. That's the Christmas episode. <laughs> Take it fucking back. I cannot watch the Christmas episode. Take it I, fucking like, back. No, I have not been You able know it's to Uncle Miles. It. You're wrong. I have not been able to watch the Christmas episode and not turn it off since I got out of the hospital. <laughs> When I did that full run, I have not been able to watch it like completely to the point where I forgot that the global warming quote, I thought that that was from polar bears. <laughs> that's how, that's how much I don't like watching that episode, but sidekicks, the thing is, is that, um, you know, like, so when we were filming the episode, 
for the podcast episode when we talked about the first kips episode god i can't talk today first kips when we did <laughs> like from napoleon dose kip <laughs> don't talk to me about napoleon dose don't talk to me about napoleon dose either <laughs> don't talk to me about anything from that day i'll just cry um so i tried to find a different way to describe it because i thought that it was like you know, I thought that it could be more traced back to something that like maybe Polly and like Nat and Alex and Michael experienced in real life that would have made them want to write this into the show. But honestly, here's what it is. It's a very classic employing of the Madonna whore complex. And this is not just a problem with Patrice. Let me explain. So here's the thing. Uh, we see it in Nat's trajectory with women in the show and we see it in Alex's trajectory with women in the show. So for those of you who do not know, what the Madonna whore complex is. It is a psychoanalytical complex uh, created by Sigmund Freud. May God make him burn in hell. May he burn in hell. <laughs> where uh, men are only, where men specifically uh, in sexual and romantic interactions with women only allow themselves to see women as one of two, in one of two ways, saintly Madonnas or debased whores. And they cannot see them any other way. Which I mean, one are you? Tag yourself. I'm a debased whore. Same. I'm also a debased whore. <laughs> but like, you can see this in like implemented in like Disney Channel movies from like the uh, like the two thousands um, without employing actual sexual content. If you're looking for stuff that actually employs sexual content, you can look at like the movies of Alfred Hitchcock or like Taxi Driver is a really good example of them. There's like even The Handmaid's Tale where they literally reduce women to the representatives of Madonna or whore and they use that language specifically. Like, and the thing is, it, you might be going like, Siobhan, there's no sex being had in this TV show. Uh, why would you say that that's what's going on here? Let me explain. Because here's the thing. <laughs> the character of Patrice is very hype, she's hyper feminine. You know, like she's very into herself and her aesthetic or so it seems outside, like the very little character development that we have of her. And she's like this wildly unrealistic caricature of a mean girl who is pitted against Rosalina, who's like this amazing, perfect girl next door type of thing who like doesn't really have too much of a personality outside of what Nat sees her as. On the Alex spectrum, we have Jessie, who is this bimbo who wears revealing clothing is super tattooed she dates lots of boys and she's incredibly fucking stupid pitted against Juanita who is this very unfeminine type of person does not see herself feminine or sexual or like for male consumption in any way she's the and she's the girl of Alex's dreams because she's literally like Alex and this dichotomy is so fucking harmful. I'm sorry, but it just, it really is because we have what is laid out for us in the script of what is okay for a woman to act like. We have, hey, we have all these women in the cast. We have a woman in our band. We have a woman helping us as a babysitter. You know, she's helping out the NBB on tour. And then we have what is actually being conveyed by the text. This is a way you can act. This is not a way you can act if you want to be approved by us. Damn. And it evolves into horrible writing, horrible script writing. 
Also, let's just go a little bit further into season three where uh, why is Nat Wolf spared any criticism on the subject of cheating when he has had romantic interactions with several other girls outside of Rosalina and Rosalina gets all the criticism. Also, why does Jesse get all the criticism for dating all these boys while Alex literally writes a song called Three is Enough about wanting to date three girls? Do you see why I'm angry? Yes, I do. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I loved that. We'll put that as like a a snippet just called Siobhan's TED Talk on the YouTube. (laughs) Well, and I think- Sidekicks, because this is employed so heavily and the the biggest reason why it is so fucking offensive to me that this is what we see as like the first big brunt into Nat and Rosalina's romantic relationship. It was written by a woman who is the yeah. mother of the main character. I'm sorry, y'all. I just. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense that that would be a, a difficult thing to fabricate, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I want to hear your guys' opinions on that. Well, I think that, like, even today I was thinking, like, when I watched Sidekicks, like, Rosalina has more spunk than I remember her having. You know, like, especially since, um, I almost said level one, since season one. Like, Rosalina is coming out of her shell in the second season, but it's still, like, even though we're getting more of a flavor of how she acts as a human and like how she deals with, you know, interpersonal relationships and all that kind of stuff. Like we're still led to this same point over and over again, that Rosalina is disposable in this band and in this friend group. And like the second she's out, fuck that bitch. You know, it's like, she's, she's held under this microscope that like, no one else in the band is held to and like like thinking about all the other ways that the guys like I mean like this is like crossing all seasons at this point but like how many times there have been like total self-sabotages going on and like it's always fine in the next episode but Rosalina is like this continued antagonized character for like what a snowball effect of small things that don't really matter it's 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 evident that the writing could use more because we just keep coming up with the same outcome of like, okay, well, Rosalina's out. And this same concept is employed in Stella's last weekend. Mm-hmm. The same exact fucking complex is employed in Stella's last weekend because she is the dream girl of both the brothers. And that's why Violet is not the debased whore as opposed to the other ballerinas. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to fucking throw my head in a blender about it. It's so fucking harmful. I think in terms of the Naked Brothers band, though, um, so we, I know we talked about this before, like, okay, what's the person, like, who, who is the POV in the Naked Brothers band? Like, this is apparently through Ken and Muhammad's eyes. Mm-hmm. The writing, though, in this episode particularly, particularly may suggest otherwise. I think it's like, it is kind of like the black and white way in which prepubescent boys may view women, especially when they're like um, getting to be tweens and like puberty is starting. Um, this is like, this is very much like, um, this is very much a concept in shows like Big Mouth where like at their core, 
Um, boys, especially when they are hitting puberty, they're extremely immature, are very... Um, <laughs> you guys like, are so immature. Are like animalistic in their ways that they view women, you know, at their very core because of their yeah. hormones and all this other stuff going on. And so I think like in terms of this episode, like, yes, it is very much though, like that is kind of the way that your typical um, 12 and eight year old they're supposed to be would view women at this point possibly especially growing up without a mother in the show and like that's like how they would that's how they would view women honestly yeah that makes a bit of sense too totally but yeah (laughs) yeah and i guess the reason why i hate sidekicks so much because of this is not like for any one reason that I couldn't hate a different episode for employing these tropes but I watched this episode and it affected me a lot Hmm. like it affected me a lot because like I was so much and this is a problem with mid-2000s like early 2000s like tween television you know the television that was allowed to watch at the time because like my mother would sit there and say like oh you can't watch anything that's for adults you know like we had to shelter you so much from what you watched on tv and whatever and it's like fiddler jack Oh, Jean Fiddler. But it's like, it's actually not as safe as you thought it was because here's the thing. It was media that I was consuming that told me that I have to be not like other girls in order to be considered worthy for male consumption. And I forced myself so much. No, a lot of this also amounts to parenting. Like TV shows are not responsible for your child. That also has to do with parenting, which like, allegedly, but at the same time, you sit there and you watch these things that you think are important to you as a kid, that you th- like, you really, really love, and you try to implement some of that in your real life. You know, like you, you sit there and you're like, oh, I have to be not like other girls to be considered worthy for male consumption. You know, like you can look at this as an over analysis of a children's television show, but considering the fact that we were all the exact ages of the kids on the show, I don't think so. Right. It was that much more intimate because and I was thinking about this earlier today that like the kids on the tv in this show are actually playing the age that they are yeah you know like we're not getting a 20 something 18 something age person playing like a 15 year old in high school right here we're getting like literal children playing children of the true age yeah we love to see it which is why we all went through a phase in which we hated pink for many years. To quote Big Mouth, life is a fucked up mess. <laughs> life is a fucked up mess. People are horrible. No <laughs> one's truly happy. So speaking of horrible people, let's talk about Patrice and Wade again. Since that's Wade's still what? where we are. So Wade's a dipshit, but... If somebody Wade... insulted me to invite me to the prom, I would have bit him yeah he insults her like he's the fucking worst yellow stripes well and like I don't okay so like maybe it's just because you know I'm not a 13 year old girl but like watching this sequence and like being like I don't really know if I want to go with you and then he's like I'll pick you up at six like that would be the end I would like don't you ever fucking talk to me again you dirty 
bitch. Like, don't get out of my face. Dirty bitch. You <laughs> dirty, dirty bitch. bitch. <laughs> I said what I said. I will not rescind it. That should have been the end of it right there, but no. Also, no eating or drinking in my car. Yeah, also that. That's you, Nat. Okay, that is so me, though. Like, every, like, the only exception I've ever made to someone eating in my car is, like, when, when we ate Saltado in your car. When me and Siobhan go for, like, drives and eat canes, or we used to get, um... Panned pizza in a pandemic. Oh, yeah, the pan pizza in the pandemic. Like, oh, my word. The only person that's allowed to eat in my car is Siobhan, and it's only if I'm sitting right there with her. Napkins. Get him at a beauty parlor. You get them out of it. That hits different. Well, and look, I I got my e-girl stripe. Siobhan, Siobhan gave me my e-girl stripe. I like my girls to look smoking. Yeah, well, like, that I, you know, a, like... That should be my, like, stylist motto is I like my girls to look smoking. Or my girls gave some days to look smoking. Right. Also, is it a regional thing to call it a beauty parlor versus a salon? They're called salons out here. Right? You call them parlors out there? No. We call them salons. Maybe that was a 2000s thing. Really? Uh, I don't we know. We don't call I wonder. them salons. We just call them hair salons. Yeah. Same. I just call it's it Siobhan's work. Away. Um. What else? I want to. I want to be done with the Patrice thing. <laughs> we talked about anyway, Patrice oh, so fucking let's much. Let's talk about. Let's talk about another thing. <laughs> uh, David and Thomas saying, "Nah, we're not getting dates. We're going stag." <laughs> It's because they're dating. It's because they're in love. Thomas and David are in love. Stop. Yes, you're right. It's true. They're going stag with each other because they're dating. Ooh. Ooh. Fucking yellow stripes. Yellow stripes. Also, okay. So we get back to the practice space. Wait, okay. I have one thing in here. I do have a thing. Okay, so. It's about Patrice, I swear to God. It's not about Patrice, but it's Patrice adjacent. It's about that conversation. Okay, this is your final thing. So I wrote down, what was your dream when you were a high school girl? Slash, was it fucking prom? Because it definitely wasn't for me. Oh, my dream was to marry Nat Wolf. (laughs) Siobhan, did you have a similar dream? My dream was to date a guy who wouldn't cheat on me and abuse me. I didn't get my wish. I was like, how'd that work out for you? Dating men. (laughs) It didn't work out. The guy who I went to prom with was horrible to me. Rip. But I got to go to prom on a boat, so fuck these people. When I went to prom, I had a friend take me so that we could get a discount on the tickets. And um, during the only slow song of the whole night, I was in the bathroom helping my best friend with her nipple tape. Perfect. But I think prom was definitely not my dream in high school. I think it was probably recording a record. I did not oh, go to prom. Being in a band was also a dream of mine. What was your, you didn't go to prom, what'd you do? Nothing, I was homeschooled. There was a prom for my cyber school, but like. You went to cyber school? Yeah, I did. Same. Yeah, graduated from cyber school. I graduated from cyber school too. Oh my God. What years did you go to cyber school in? Uh, it was like 2010 to 2015. Okay, so you went for a long time. I only went for about one year. Yeah, it was, um, it's like eighth grade and then all of high school. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time I ever got a 4.0 in my life. Yeah, I did so well 
in cyber school. Thrived. So, yeah. All right. So we're finally at practice now and Cooper says, all right, everyone, let's rehearse before Wing makes us meditate again. <laughs> the shade of it all. <laughs> Cooper on. is really salty that the record company hired Wing. He really is. Hold on. Which, let me like, just... As he should be. Yeah. And then Alex comes in thrusting and blowing raspberries and he's just doing that and just being Bassif man. I am (laughs) Bassif man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. That's super spidey fantastic four man. Crotch chop. That's what my mom used to call it a crotch chop, you know, where it's like thrust V and one time when I was in middle school, one of my friends did that so hard that he had to ice his balls at my mom's house. Do you <laughs> Wait, remember that? I, I'll tell you later because I don't want to say it. We can cut it out. It was. <laughs> that was your boyfriend. Siobhan's. Yes. He crunch chopped so hard that he had to ice his nards at our house. Okay, so. Ice his nards. Ice his nards. So. <laughs> Confess! 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 Oh my god! So, Bassif Man comes in and just throws a wrench into everything, and they're gonna start practicing. And who's not there? She's going to buy a prom dress. (laughs) And that's like, what the fuck? Why does she even want to go to the prom anyway? And it's like, um... It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, this was all I your fault. And she shows up, and she is not in a good mood. Oh, so now you're controlling what I wear. As she, as she should, because Nat was kind of a dick throughout this episode. He's being weird. He's being insecure and self-sabotaging. We're using yeah. our ERP skills. Yeet. So now we finally go to the kitchen. And Nat and Alex Wolf are brown out in the kitchen. I like that I said their last name. I really didn't need to. We knew who I was talking about. And PB and J on a fork. They're eating the PB and J on the fork. So I'll show you. I have eaten half of my sandwich without the fork. And now I'm going to eat one with the fork. And indulge my food anxiety by eating on camera. Mm. No more R C N J N B N O E. Natalie is eating her PBNJ with a fork. And B. Here's what I can say about the fork, guys. Why does it hit different with a fork? It doesn't taste like your finger. Like you eat your finger. No, but like, like when you touch the food and when you bring your hands near your mouth and it's like everything I touch today is near my nose. Maybe it's just the OCD talking, but I don't know. You can also with this, I thought about maybe dipping it in the milk, but now I feel like I'm just being Midwestern. (laughs) That sounds horrible. Buzzfeed hacks. I like it though. I don't think I would do this every day. This should be hitting different. Like that I didn't, that I ate half of it and there was still half the sandwich there. I like that. And it wasn't messy. Perfect. 
I recommend cutting it into the squares, whether or not you use the fork. I would say that that was the true innovation there. PB&J bites. It wasn't the fork. Right. Eight out of 10. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. That's like me with like, I look okay right up here. And then I'm just covered in blankets down here. And like, I'm not wearing pants. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. know. They're going to know. Okay, so anyway, um, we're in the we're in the kitchen and we're talking about prom, and Alex is like, "What if she just wanted to go to the prom with you, dude?" And that's like that couldn't happen. And that's like love. I'm a lowly middle schooler. Okay, yeah, you're also in her band. Yeah, dumb shit. It's like you've also known her since you were nine. Like the the bar for the self worth is very low in this episode. On the floor. Just in general, in the Naked Brothers band for Nat's character, on the floor, like on the floor. This man does not believe in himself one fucking bit, and it's you have to believe. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. We go back to practice, and wouldn't you fucking know it? Rosalina's not there again. It's time to antagonize her. <laughs> Let's go. And Kasim is like. Y'all, I asked four dates to the masquerade party and two of them have said yes. And it's so cringy and it makes me just want to hurl. Same. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. But like, Kasim is bawling. He is. He's being an absolute thought. <laughs> As he does. <laughs> and Guys, we're, we're, we're practicing and we're meditating and Jesse shows up with all of her huh, sisters, quote unquote, and we get to this meet Jesse and we get to meet Bessie, Tessie, Hesse, Messy, and Bessie too. And Alex says, what are these three poopuses doing here? Poopuses. <laughs> I see many beautiful Jesse. And what are these three poopuses so doing here? Jessie. Oh my god. I love how I love how is. Alex just goes fucking postal and he's like, well, if you're gonna let other men be near you, then I am going to remove myself from the equation, Jesse, and I'm gonna take the other girl that's not interested in me. And she's like, that's great, honey, do that. And then he calls her fucking little woman, and I like threw up in my mouth. I was like, you're nine, stop, (laughs) that's enough. Why won't your mom come pick you up? You're being mean. Because she's dead. <laughs> dead, oh, how Polly. Could I forget? dead, Polly. And and he also he he calls Juanita Jesse's rival. How how are you gonna be that nice to your rival? And it's like, okay, someone shut this kid up. <laughs> Which like at what point did Jesse ever have beef with Juanita? Make never. it make sense. Literally never. I love Juanita. I see right through you. Okay, but like Juanita and Jesse are buds. Yeah. We know this. We know this. And while this is happening, Nat's like, I'm just going to quick run to school and check in on Rosalina. <laughs> just going to quick run. From yeah, the pra- yeah, he asked Cooper, can I take a break? And Cooper's like, yeah. So he's like, all right, going to go take a jog to Amigos. Depending on how far Amigos might be, you know. 
no idea. So he jogs a few blocks in his flip-flops. But, well, and once again, we get him, he's like walking down the street and then he just suddenly starts running when the beat drops and I indeed can see and it's like, that's the best Every time. You hear the guitar and you're like, someone's gonna start running. Strum, strum, strum. You want to see some real speed, bitch? These three pubises. I'm sorry, I'm not over it. So here's Rosalina. She's painting banners and shit for the prom. And she's like, hot girl summer with her bandana. And she's like, wiping paint off her cheek and into her face. Yeah. Girl. Hot girl pores. There's paint in your pores. Paint in your pores. And, and how she's like, oh, you're the one. Okay, here's the. What is the point of the whole like you forced me into this? Because she didn't. He didn't. Yeah, I I feel like that's another thing in the plot that's like really forced is this idea like Nat made her. It's like no. Like you literally could have said no to Wade. Yeah. You could have said no to being on the prom committee. Right. You don't have to yell at Nat. It just all of it just fucking sucks. So also, I yeah. totally forgot to mention this because I was just so upset about. I was just so upset. But uh, can we talk about how when Jesse introduces the Timmerman brothers, she's just like, uh, because they're identical and nobody can tell them apart, and they're twins. So fucking funny. She right. So. Nat and Rosalina are like fighting and Patrice walks up and she's like, did you guys cut me out of the video? You guys cut me out of the video. And Nat's like, I would have if I had a chance to, but no, it was not me. <laughs> just fucking drags her ass. I love when he yells at her in this episode because despite what I said earlier, <laughs> when Nat yells at Patrice, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very so, yeah. At least that checks out. And then Patrice is like, guess what, motherfucker? You're coming to prom with me. And that's like, oh, what did you just say to me, bitch? What the swag did you just YOLO about me? So then... Um, <laughs> that just like came out of my brain. I'm so sorry. So then Rosalina's is all like, Matt, you have to go to the prom with Patrice. It's every girl's dream. And he's like, okay. He's like, God damn it. And then we just kind of leave and rip the poster down and run back to the practice space. Because that's what you do on break, I guess. That's what I usually do. Yeah. At what point, though, does Wade come up to Rosalina? Was that before that scene? When that's she's... in a different one. Uh, a different scene altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay. So runs back to practice. Oh, yeah. Bang's gone. Wake up, Wing! Yeah. Okay, but I have a question first. Back to the same question that Siobhan raised earlier. Why would they let a freshman be on the decorating committee for prom or like be on the prom committee? Like, and, and nay, why would they let a freshman be the head of the prom committee? Yeah. Was it you, Nat Wolf? And why would they let a freshman not only go to the prom, but then ask a middle schooler to the prom? You're coming with me as my date to the prom. And then also, like, show a home video at the prom. 
I make exceptions for middle schoolers who are also rock stars. But I Me. jumped right out of the class because I'm a rock star. The shade of it all. So I don't really know. Well, and what I wrote in my notes next here is so like Nat comes running back to practice and hits the gong. I was like, wake the fuck up, bitch. It's time to play mystery girl with some fugly back dancers. And some people don't think it's very and so they they play Mystery Girl, and this is where we get like the music video of it or whatever. And it's like, so cute. I love like yeah, this is this is a fucking TV show, and maybe I'm reading into it too much, but you know, it's like this whole music video of Mystery Girl does not have Rosalina in it. This whole sequence, like, nope, they're just gonna the, skip over the full that. playthrough of the song. They're missing a fucking band member, and no one bats an eye. Mystery Girl. This is like. I wish you truthfully like the dawn of Rosalina suddenly becoming disposable I guess maybe that was battle of the bands but like true it was not a long walk between those two things and then something happens the Timberman brother does something next to Alex Wolf (laughs) right (laughs) and so Alex throws a fit and then chaos montage and that's the end of the first episode that's how episode one ends I think because it ends with like Wing is like meditating and it just like yeah fades to black. I remember watching that and being like, I died. And this is happened. Now we're in for the second half, and this is where all the shit hits the fans. So here we go. So, so we open the episode with Principal Schmoke giving us like a tour through the school, I guess, and telling us about how he's a legend because he went to Amigos as a kid and he was like on the football team. And like this whole thing is like, he just takes us in the school down the hallway into the fucking bathroom and is like, look at this thing that someone wrote about me on the fucking bathroom, like a wall above And then he has like a fucking pen in his pocket. To like keep it. To like touch up the graffiti. You gotta touch up the little... You the little point on the exclamation. Uh, also, point. tag yourself. I'm the kid that runs in and tries to use the urinal. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, we're filming. <laughs> God damn, it's so funny. <laughs> I hate it. And the kid is like running, like he gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but also like, did he not see the camera crew? <laughs> also, can, can we just talk about... Um, so Principal Schmoke is Zaylon's favorite NBB character. Good. I'm glad to hear this. Of all time. Yep. I, Lee has not watched a single episode with me, but I feel like her character would be Juanita just because she is a dyke. (laughs) David Levy has an erection. So anal, anal. So we see, so we see the graffiti in the bathroom, and the kid tries to piss and whatever. And then we see um, Thomas and David in like I guess the fucking like library or the computer lab or some shit. And it's like we gotta come up with a really cool prank. This is the first time you'll ever see any of the Naked Rose Band in a real classroom. Oh like they're God. in class right now. 
Yeah, I guess that's kind of weird because like up until this point, we've only seen them with Jesse. We were like, oh, they go to a public school. Yeah. Fun fact. And they're sitting there and they're like, oh, we got this cool idea. It's risky, but it's so sweet. It's so juicy. And Kasim's like. Juicy and delicious a lot. Yeah, I know. And Kasim's little head pops out from behind them. He's like, are they gone? Are the women gone? Are the women gone? (laughs) I'm obsessed with women. And they're like, Kasim, what are you doing, bud? And he's like. Well, they all four said yes, and I just need some time to think. So I'm just going to hide under the desk by your feet. Like, why not the boys' <laughs> bathroom? Why not, like, get out of the classroom? But it's, we can't go to the boys' bathroom. They're filming there, Mary. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> true, true, true. He could have hid in the stall that was, like, next to whatever. Anyway, so so the, the girls roll up, and they're like, Thomas, David. Have you seen Kasim? That's ASMR, folks. And then Thomas and is like, like, yeah, motherfucker, he's, he's right here. He's just casually under the desk by me and Thomas, me and David. I don't fucking know who's talking. He's just by our feet. It's fine. It's just how bros hang out in the computer lab. Cue the accordion music, because here comes another chaos montage. I love the chaos montages. Here we go. So uh, the girls start chasing Kasim around the classroom, and the teacher is like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Just gonna let this happen. Yep. And that's kind of that on that. That's the that on that. And then this is where we go back to prom decorating stuff. And this this kind of like this this section of the episode is kind of blurry in terms of like what scene is happening because they're all like little snippets of short things bouncing back and forth really quick. And so this is where Rosalina talks to Wade while they're like decorating, and he's like, "Hey." I'm going to get my new highlights, ask them to make a golden because I'm a golden boy, which is what I asked your mom to do to my hair. I like my girls to look smoking. So you're going to fix yourself up a bit? Yeah. What are you going to get done? I want him to die. His hair blonde. Kill all men. I wish all Wade a very die. I wish all Wade kill Gallon a very... (laughs) And Very get your highlights. he just like disses her and is like, I, I'm ahead. And she's just standing there like, what the fuck just happened? And then this is also where we see Patrice catches Nat in like the stairwell at school, which is like, why are they even in the same stairwell anyway? If one of them's in the middle school wing and the other one's in the high school wing, but whatever. Um, she like <laughs> ditched class to go yell at him. Right. And I love how he starts yelling at him and he's like, Nice to see you too, Patrice. Can't wait to be your prom date. Yeah, the fucking shade. It's so good. Unrelentless. 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 She's like, I heard you haven't even rented a tux yet. Tux? Tux? (laughs) You took fashion advice from a third grader? Okay, but like, what was he gonna wear? Like, what was his plan up until this point? Was he going to show up with his, like, fucking... With a superhero costume, duh. His, I mean, I guess. What do you think that people wear to proms, Nat? He has no idea. But clearly Alex does, because Alex has been yeah. to so many proms. Because, okay, but when I was that age, when I was, like, as old as they were when Sidekicks came... Okay, when Sidekicks came out, 
I thought that Nat was so cute in his Powder Blue Tux. Like, he does! Me too! He does! Like, I was like, oh man, this man. I would have married him in that tux. I married him in that blue tux when I was 12 years old. I, I loved it so much. Absolutely. And I'm like, what's wrong with the blue tux? What's Literally nothing. Nothing is wrong with the blue tux. He did great. And then this is where Alex debuts, or no, he talks about Bassif Man's sidekick. Because Nat's like, fuck. Oh. I Fuck, forgot I my costume. costume. And Alex is like, here's this milk carton that I colored green and made look like a duck. And <laughs> just like slaps it on his head. And he does like the sad quack. Like, is that like, his underwear? Quack, quack, quack. quack. Yeah, it's fucking like the band, the elastic from an underwear and a milk carton. Like you don't get any sidekickier than that. Like you're at the bottom tier. Like absolutely not. When you're the milk carton underwear super sidekick, like you fucked up yep yep you fucked up so yeah we gotta we gotta tux now so yay i don't know i think but he's, he's so cute i think his outfit is so oh cute. also you need a corsage to stick in her dress even if i hate her <laughs> i mean alex, alex even if i hate her <laughs> and then when he starts talking to freaking tila in the next scene yeah massive girl you can be massive tomboy girl. I want to be like dresses. Massive tomboy girl ended Tom- sexism. Massive tomboy girl. Massive tomboy girl. Okay, because that was me as a kid. This I like good. bought one pair of cargo shorts from the boys section at Target and thought I was the shit. The colorful cargo shorts that you used, used to wear in that. Yeah, I like closeted. Oh, 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 I should have known better. Should have known better that and I that's would it. Say, <laughs> that I would do everything that would make me seem extra fucking gay. Oh, oh, I, I should have realized my sister was a lesbian. <laughs> we could keep going. It only happened to keep going all day. Can't you see? Can't you see? And when I tell you that I'm straight, oh, you're gonna say you like women. When I tell you I'm straight, it's a fucking lie. And when I ask you, are you gay? Hey, hey. What even is the next scene? (laughs) (laughs) You look beautiful. Alex. <laughs> yeah, so they're skating and Jesse walks in and she's like, oh my god, did you remember to like I don't invite Juanita? Tila in my brain because of TikTok. Did you remember to invite Juanita? And he's like, yeah, bitch. I mean, he I mean he might as well have said that. And he's like, because she's my true love. And she's like, take it back. And true she, love. She take tears back. Back his pussy up. She beats his ass. <laughs> I take it back, Bassett, man. I take it back, but I take it back, Bassett, man. Oh my god. And that's that on that. And then he's like, actually, I'm Bassett, man, sidekick because I just got beat up by a girl. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's finally, finally the day. Finally, the masquerade party. I don't really know how long it's been. A week? Two days? I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? The but day it's of. finally 
the masquerade party and it's yourself, time i'm wearing a powder blue tux with primary color sneakers yes what is this man doing so nat picks up patrice but wait before that alex decides to dump an entire bottle of cologne on him and say it makes you kind of dizzy doesn't it uh the cologne that he throws <laughs> on him looks like a bottle of gin it really does and like when I, when I was sitting in the other i was sitting there watching the show and lee was in the other room and she heard that it kind of makes you dizzy doesn't it part and she like yelled to me from the other room she was like are they doing drugs on the naked brothers band? <laughs> so and you're no. like as a matter of fact yes <laughs> you guessed it you guessed it alcohol is cool <laughs> do you think oh and alex has just like the word sidekick on his chest like what the fuck is alex's character name in the end of all of this bassif sidekick like yep yep fuck you dude this is what you get for saying little woman this is what you get <laughs> so nat goes to pick up patrice and patrice is all like oh, the cameras are here <laughs> what was i supposed to do stop being pretty, pretty? <laughs> which is where we learned that in an 800 dollars dress we learned that it's an 800 dollars dress motherfucker 800 that is a 45 and it's from deb I yeah know. i was like i think i paid 80 bucks because i went to like nordstrom my prom dress was something like 300 <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I literally it. wore my prom dress once. I think I threw the fucker out because it was like abuse, trauma. I need to see your guys' prom uh, picks. That's what I need. My prom pick is a hot topic for me because um, I have one that was my profile picture on Facebook. And, and like, so cute. So many fucking men in the year of like 2019 up until now. January 10th, 2021, so many men have creeped my Facebook to like exclusively that picture. Real hot girl shit. Like men that were like mentors in college, men that I've dated, men that are my friends, men that are my parents' friends. It's, I hate it. I hate it. Here's, it. here's my incentive for you. Don't go like the dumb little baby prom picture that makes your pants feel good. Just go my album for clear skin. There it is. There she is, folks. If I you're watching all of my prom picks. What we need to do is go to prom again. Yep. Uh, we need to go to NBB Amigos High School prom. As far as I'm concerned. When COVID is over. When, when COVID is over and we have an IRL fan meetup, everyone's wearing prom dresses. We're all gonna dress up like it's the prom, and we're just gonna like go ball out or superhero or superhero costumes. Prom or superhero, no discrimination. One or the other, well, maybe both. I don't know. It's gonna happen with all That's of our That's the attire. Or I'm LA. not kidding. Or in LA, uh, when we when Kenzie takes us to Disney World, yes, Disneyland, perfect. I want to go to Disney with Kenzie and Kennedy because they are Disney adults. It's true. They're but like the good kind. The good kind of Disney adults. <laughs> Not like the ones that are like, my fiance. My fiance. Uh, oh. I want to buy my little around leggings, my fiance. So at the same time, Nat has. Wait. <laughs> so at the same time, Wade is. <laughs> You, Mary, I have a question. 
Yeah. Do you get people who try to like give you like try to sell LuLaRoe to your consignment shop? Oh, we had to make a designated LuLaRoe section. Why? Why do you accept that garbage? We don't. Well, some people actually buy it. It's mostly like plus size ladies. But the funny thing is, is that it's mostly like what we get it from people who, um, who like couldn't sell it themselves. And I'm like, there's a reason. There's a reason it won't sell. It's because it's a fucking like it's garbage fucking hideous. Oh my god. So okay, here we go. Finally. So while Nat is picking up Patrice, um, Wade is picking up Rosalina and being a twat. And he he rolls up and she walks out the door and he just goes, Hey. Hey, look at my hair. Like that's it. He's like, look at my highlights. I don't even give a fuck what you're wearing. Not as if Rosalina doesn't look like a goddamn angel. Yeah. Amazing. She looks beautiful. Also, her dress. Can I have it? Can it be my wedding dress? Where is the dress? Can I have it? Ali Demeco in general is just chef's. Let's message her on Instagram and ask her where that dress is. Where is the dress? Can I wear it for my wedding? Thank you. Where coming back? And then she's like. My dad wants to take a picture. Would you come inside? And he whips out his fucking camera on his flip phone. His and it's flip like, phone. Here you go. Like that picture is probably like two pixels. Like I used to post flip phone pics on like my MySpace though. Oh dude, who didn't? That was the era, but you know, but it's really gross. And it's like, okay, fuck off, Wade. Fuck off, Wade. Wade <sighs> so like, all right, let's roll, bitch. We get to this, so like this is like jumping back and forth between the prom and the masquerade like so much. So we're going to bounce back and forth. So they're at like the middle school and we get to see David and Thomas's prank, which is erasing, to erase, graffiti. erase the graffiti about Principal Schmoke being a good football player. And they're sitting there scrubbing with like a rag and some fucking Windex or something, some all-purpose cleaner. And it's like, y'all need a magic eraser. That's That's what what I'm saying. That's what you need. Maybe they could have, like, found a paint color that was similar. No. Just painted it the fuck over. But for comedic purposes, it had to take fucking ten years to erase the graffiti. Yeah. And Kasim runs in and is like, guys, all my dresses wear the same outfit. And they're being really nice to me. And I'm scared. It's like, yeah, I would be too. You better be. Biz, biz, so bitch. We pan out and we get to see. When they say it's like a bee harem and you're the sultan. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. A bee harem. But they all want to hurt me. It's like bee movie, but worse. That's it. But I love the, the middle movie. school. Puppy, the middle school is fucking popping off. Dude, the Google. The, the so not an other. Than the fucking honey. Than the honey. So we're it's like so good. So we're like Guido fist pump it to the honey bunnies. Yeah. To the to the honey bunnies playing crazy car and banana smoothie. It's so good. I want a whole record of just that. Crazy car. I also love like really in this sequence. 
Sonny is entirely carrying the honey bunnies because like he is playing his heart out and singing and fucking Betty, the only thing she ever does in this whole episode is just stand there and lean on him with her fucking ukulele and scream like a banshee. Like, This is music performance at its finest, folks. So yeah, but the middle schoolers are vibing. They're just loving they the honey They really bites. are. And we get we get some more PB&J bites as per Bassif Man and Bassif Sidekick. As per Bassif Man and Bassif Tomboy Girl. And Bassif Tomboy Girl, which is Alex Wolf at this point. Yep. And Tomboy Girl. And that's happening. And Alex doesn't get any superpowers because he's the sidekick. Which is understandable. Here's what I want to talk about next. Are you ready? So what yeah. we see next is Jesse and her sisters. Um, and they're dressed up for the dance. And like, they're all wearing the same outfit as like flapper dancers or whatever. Yeah. And like all the Timmerman brothers are all wearing like these like fucking escaped convict outfits. Prison jumpsuits. Yeah, because then we could like go visit them. Yeah, then we could visit them in prison. That would be so much fun. But can so, we at least get one dance with them before Jessie, they go to prison? Jesse's like trying to decide who she wants to dance with, and if you look closely, all of the Jessies have the same exact tattoos. They have the "I love you forever" Abdul tattoo. They all have "I love you forever" Abdul, and it's like why? And like for what? Is this? I'm channeling Jesse right now, but if I was goth, like why did that happen? I don't know, but they all have it. So and we get to see all of Kasim's dates, and they're all dressed like bees. The bee harem. The bee harem. And you're the Sultan. It's just all fucking happening, and then we flip back to prom for a little bit. Prom is cute. This scene is actually cute. And Rosalina walks in with her fucking toad of a date and Nat's there with his stick. Other toad. And his, yeah. his his inanimate object of a date. I don't know. And there, he sees Rosie for the first time. And it's like... And she looks just fucking amazing. And he, they're both just shell-shocked at each other. This part is actually cute. Mm-hmm. And... The music is playing... What song is that? I have no idea, but it was some song that was playing. It was like, I'm nowhere without you. We remember it, though. But he sees her, and it's really cute, and their dates are just ass cracks and eventually ditch them both, and they're standing there alone. And then and it's like... Rosalind is all like, what's that? And he's like, a flowery thingy. And this, this, this scene has actually always fucked with my head, because like pinning a corsage or a boutonniere there's like an in and out motion of the needle you know you need to go in the fabric and then back out straight on her boob it's like that's gonna go through her titty like like and like Like, the worst part insert clip clip here of when it happens yeah like i know how to do that the needle needs to do this you need to go in, in the fabric and then come back out. Okay, you need to do this. Okay, for yeah. for all y'all, and right here, he's just like 
let me just stab you in the tit. And like, I don't really know what would be worse, her getting stabbed in the tit or him having to do like a full on, like pull the dress away from the tit and like stab the dress. Like there's no good options here. Like none. And then of course it's like, it's a strapless dress. So the top of the dress is at her tit. So just to make this scene that much more awkward. It's literally just the tit. Like it's, it's not the like tit. the neckline. Not it's the, the, it's the titty, you know, which we love by the way. Mm-hmm. And free the nipple. Yeah, free, yep. Maybe not, not in this case, nipple. but like nope. free other nipples. Right. <laughs> free the other nipples. Free the like adult nipples. Free the legal adult right. nipples. Yeah. Free the legal nipples. Oh God, we're dying. I'm dying. So. I mean, they did it in Minneapolis this summer. Yeah, you can go to a park topless now in Minneapolis. No, no, no. You can go anywhere topless in Minneapolis now. Anywhere? Except in an indoor building. You can go, so if you wanted to go biking down Lake Street, free boobing it, you can do that. I'm going to do that tomorrow in the fucking freezing cold. That sounds great. (laughs) Gonna get hypothermia for my titties. Only on your titties. Only your titties catch hypothermia. Yeah, just those. So now we we bounce fucking back. I don't have to learn how to swim. So we bounce back to the the dance, the masquerade party. And- the masquerade party is just the hottest fucking i want to go to a polka masquerade party like i i would love to go at yeah, this party Natalie, want... family function um with our heritage yeah let's do it no one knows how to play an accordion but we'll give it a shot i have something to show you guys what hold on mary i didn't tell you about this I'm ready. You didn't tell me about this. You know how you just said nobody knows how to play the accordion? Mm-hmm. Did you pick up that one from that neighbor? Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh my god, Siobhan. Oh no. You're do not ready. Again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I have an accordion, bitch. So you you're play- gonna, so you're gonna join the punk accordion players, like in the county fair play, episode. Can you play Mystery Girl? I'm trying to learn how to play Rosalina. I can't do I can't believe it works. It works. Amazing. It works. And I'm gonna learn how to play this bitch. Can you play Mary Had a Little Lamb with minor seconds, please? Bitch, I'm still trying to learn how to play a piano sideways. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny when you were like guess what i got and you were off screen for like a minute and then it just went <laughs> <laughs> and we we're like oh no here it comes this is the this is the unclothed accordion podcast now 
This is the unclothed, dude, we have to get a fucking picture of like me with the accordion versus that like goth girl with the accordion from the county fair. That's what I'm saying. You have to make her faces. You have to be all like. We'll have a photo <laughs> shoot. Perfect. Oh my God. Okay. Sit back down. Let's wrap this shit up. No. I'm <laughs> yes. We're so I'm close to be. Put your accordion away. Siobhan, put your accordion away. We have to finish the episode. Kasim, get off the phone. Uh, he's upset because he can't play the accordion. The accordion is his life. Clearly. So we're back at the dance and the honey bunnies are popping the fuck off. And Principal Schmoke comes on stage and he's like a relic of the school system. Literally a relic of the Amigos school system has been vandalized is what he says. And he's like, someone fucking erased my graffiti. And everyone's like, holy shit. And he's like, we're putting the school on lockdown and we're going to go through all of your bags until we find out who has the all-purpose cleaner. (laughs) As if there is a school shooting. This was the intensity of the scene. Yeah, honestly, it's so bogus. There was a school scrubbing. There was a school scrubbing. And this so is they're where, searching the backpacks. Wouldn't it be cool if the Timmerman brothers actually went to prison and that's where that actually happens? And Question. Why do the middle schoolers have their backpacks with them? It was a dance. Maybe at like three or four o'clock that the masquerade happened. If it was like after a school day and not No, because like if it was Saturday. the same time as the prom, it would have been after 6 p.m., Maybe, right, so that would have given them time to, like, go home, change, chill, eat dinner. Why do they all have their backpacks? I don't know. Continuity, guys? No, just a convenient Maybe. plot line to search on the backpacks. We just don't know. But whatever. they're going through everyone's bags, and Kasim's like, we need someone to confess. Because there are women talking to me. It's like, he's like, they won't stop talking. And if they keep talking, I'm going to scream. It's like, okay, calm down. And, and then it's confess, confess, confess. And we're chanting. We started a grassroots movement. Oh, mind you, earlier in the masquerade party evening, they concealed the evidence in Cooper's briefcase. Yes. Yes, we missed that part. They're like, can we conceal the evidence in your briefcase? Okay, thanks. Bye. And they're getting to Cooper's briefcase and he's like, I'm going to take the fall. And Miss Goggins is like, you're my hero, yay, Cooper. And when they're like, Cooper, come up here for defacing. He falls over when she kisses him and it's so cute. Yeah. But when they call Cooper up for defacing the school bathroom, everyone's like, yay, Yay, Cooper. Cooper. Yay, Cooper. Yay, Cooper. Yay, Cooper. And then Alex is like, but no, I want to steal his thunder. I want to take the blame. And so then Alex is like, well, I did it. And then everyone says, yay, Alex, yay. Uh-huh. My never-ending inner monologue is, yay, Alex, yay, Alex, yay. Alex. Honestly, same. That, I've been attacked. <laughs> and then Thomas is like, I'm going to do it. And then he chickens out and rats out. Yay. David, and it's like, what is happening? And it's like... And eventually, all is right with the world. Yay, Thomas. Yay, David. Yay, Thomas. Yay, David. And and Principal Schmoke takes David and Thomas by the back of their necks and drags them into the bathroom and makes them 
write the graffiti back. It's so funny. And that's interesting. And then we get back to the prom. And this is like almost the end. And Nat and Rosie are sitting together at like a sweetheart table at the prom. And it's adorable. And I die. This part makes up for all of the shit I said about sidekicks. Yep. Yep. And Patrice is on stage. And she's like, before I announce the homecoming or prom king and queen, excuse me. She's like, before I announce the king and queen, I would like to reveal to you a music video that I have no rights to and relationships starring me and she plays this like diy like home movie spliced with scenes from the actual music video and it is the best fucking best piece of cinema i have ever seen it's so fucking funny it's what me and siobhan would have made as children yes because we were camcorder camcorder thoughts I sing this Same. song from the sky no matter if it's heaven or hell. And Patrice is like looking you're out a window and, and and skipping through the hallway in the video and then on stage she's like oh she's like grooving to the video. Yeah. They'll kill you baby. They'll Sing kill along. you baby. And we're dying and Nat and Rosie are like it's time for us to play should we like pop over to the middle school and play our set and they're like yeah okay and so they do that and it's like everyone gets on stage to play i don't want to go to school but david and thomas are like in the bathroom so but wait 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 but then but then nat and rosalina go to the bathroom to change That's their right. costumes and then it's rosalina amazing. says bs Party sidekick. BS. I am the and that's bullshit. like BS. You know that you're a sidekick to a sidekick to a sidekick, right? Yep. You know that you have no powers whatsoever, right? Yep. You know that you two are holding hands and you're in love, so stop denying it, right? Yeah, why are they holding hands here? What? Yeah. And and so they play I Don't Want to Go to School without David and Thomas because did you know the entirety of the Naked Brothers band is disposable? But honestly, this lineup It's all in the loops. Hidden, okay? Nat, Kasim, Rosalina, and Alex. That's a band. That's a band. It's That's a band. a band. I dig it. And honestly, I must say that the like fake playing along to the tracks in this season has leveled up. It really has. Well, because um, from what I understand, because Seem told this to you, Mary, that like they had to learn how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, basically, I don't want to go to school is like the one and only song he can really play. <laughs> only because he said it was that riff he had to learn over and over again. I was like, so to this day, he could just roll that off like it's nothing. You can pull it out like on live and stuff. It's fucking great. Yeah. They leveled up. It's like the one song it that lives is. in his head rent-free. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, like, this party is, like... You can't deny me my... Like, when all the old kids, like, the high schoolers pour into the room and, like, everyone's jamming, it's like, this is what I want every single, like, gig to feel like. <laughs> this is unity. This is This is what I want. This is what my not my next album release to be like. Will the Honey Bunnies open for my next album release party, please? Uh, me with an accordion, Will. Got it. 
Also, all I remember from seeing Sidekicks when I when it originally aired was seeing the previews for it, and all I remember is Nat and his little move where he's like whipping the cape. Yep. I was so excited for. I remember that vividly. This episode, there were so many like fan edits made on YouTube. I say, I can't even say on like Instagram because like. Yeah, right. That existed back then. Oh my god, I had like a long philosophical discussion with Kenzie and iPad the other day about NBB MySpace. I totally missed NBB MySpace. I was too busy being. I was so there. I was too busy like crying. Like, if my MySpace account, like, if you could actually see my MySpace profile, it's just, like, a bunch of blingy edits of Alex Wolf and, like, my top friend was our band. Like, it was pretty good. I haven't changed much, actually. Yeah. So, what did we learn from today's episode, folks? Hmm. Um, boys rule, girls rule. Sure. I learned that men suck. Men are trash. Uh, highlights are called yellow stripes. Oh, Nat, remember- You get them at a beauty parlor. Remember when I got my first set of highlights back mm-hmm. in seventh grade, literally weeks after this episode came out and dad called me yellow stripes for a little bit? Yes, I do. My first set of highlights. The you one that is a beauty in- parlor. The one that is in my picture of when I met Nat and Alex the first time. I literally Perfect. had yellow stripes. Perfect. Yep. She said, make him golden, because I'm a golden boy. Oh, my God. Um, well, I learned... My pyrothesis as a hairdresser. I learned that Mystery Girl slaps. That's... Mystery Girl is an underrated song. I want to hear that song. I think... Did, no, wait. We did hear that song live. We did. I wish I remembered every single song that we heard live. I remember we heard Face in the Hall. Curious. I Feel Alone was played... Do you remember what you heard when you saw them live? Yeah. Um, I don't want to go to school. Banana smoothie. I remember um, they played All I Needed. and All I, like, I Needed. Cried. All I, I Needed. It was before it came out, like, on the series, and so I was, like, sobbing. I was remember crying in the corner. Like, played it at Soundcheck, and it was so sweet. I was literally yeah. crying in the club because we were at the Myth Night Club. I was crying in the club. Dancing in the dark. That was good. Even if we're dancing in oh, dark. That cover is dripping in you know what sex. Song? It is so good. You know what song I would love to hear live, though? Mm. Calm down. Don't. I would I would just be on the floor. I'd be crying if I heard Sobbing that. and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. Because it sounds very much like 13 by Big Star. Like, in a way there's a really old cover of me singing calm down on youtube and let you which that vocal line is really fucking hard because it's so long of a descent <laughs> have you guys heard their soundcloud tracks fire and kerosene by nat and alex wolf that song i do not know the nat and alex wolf soundcloud lore Oh, there's, I gotta send y'all some stuff. You know the song, Lemon Turtles by Nat <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which, like, by the way, Nat Wolf is the next iconic white guy rapper. I said what I said. He's got flow, and it's like. You never loved me, mom! <laughs> Sam's 
same energy, but also so good. Oh my God. Okay. It has officially been two hours. So let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. So they play, I don't want to go to school. And that's how the episode ends. The end. We're so happy about season two of the Unclothed Bitches podcast. It's going to be insane. So get ready for more stuff. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to our listener support and has is now gonna sport some hot stickers hell yeah I wish, did you get anybody else from anchor mary did you get any notifications about that i don't get notifications okay cool i want to sell more stickers to people please so if you want a sticker dm us on instagram or DM us on instagram, send us a dollar on coffee ko-fi coffee or pledge listener support on anchor and I will send you some stickers and they'll be so cute and I'm so excited. And they'll be so I'm good. I'm going to send out two this week once I reprint them. Uh, and yeah. Big Hell things yeah. coming this year, y'all. But Mary is going to get some too because she's Mary. I'm V excited. Yay. It's going to be lit. I already have one on my laptop. I don't know if you can see it, but it's like right here. I see like the corner of it. I see a corner. Cute. It's so cute. Amazing. Well, this has been the Unclothed Sisters podcast. My name is Natalie. I'm Mary. I am Siobhan. I'm Bassif Tomboy Girl. I'm Bassif Tomboy Girl. That's actually me. I am Jesse. I'm Jesse. Bimbo Car. <laughs> when she when Natalie saw my car the other day, she was like, Bimbo Car. Stop! <laughs> okay we're like peacing out all right bye, bye. bye.